0: Uh,
1: speak hi hello hello speaking 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 i just cooked and i'm underappreciated wow. speaking 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 let go. i was cooking the whole time and he copy pasted articles into the notes for us to do and that makes sense only to him and not to me at all speaking 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 but i'm telling you my feelings and I'm being open about it because I'm a Sagittarius.
0: Else, but to everybody else. I'm to sure. Who's everybody today. else? I'm all not on people. I'm not on live. Okay, but all these people that's been You don't to you can edit this out. You are disrupting the veneer of our perfect black queer relationship.
1: It's not perfect.
0: Okay.
1: That's not true. Nothing is perfect though.
0: No, we won't get into a philosophical debate about what is perfect. What Do you believe in are. perfect? Mm,
1: yes you do
0: yes jesus is perfect god is perfect that's not true i actually don't
1: believe that i didn't think so I did That didn't even so.
0: sound convincing in the least bit the brain remains arrested Alright, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Hood Rat to Head Rap. If you are just joining us, welcome. We're going to start off with a tribute to one of the legends, one of the gods. Um, like this here. Here comes the brand new flavor, flavor in, in your ear. ear. Time for new flavor, flavor in your ear. ear. I'm, I'm kicking new
1: flavor in your
0: ear. ear. Max, the brand new flavor, flavor in, in your ear. ear. Rest in peace, Craig Mack, straight up. Rest in peace. We lost a legend, but, you know, shout out to the to the guy, to the guy. Um, and I really pray that his spirit and his soul is at rest and at peace or at work um, in a new realm, in a new dimension. Not in physical embodiment, but still very much so here. That's actual funk. Craig Mack is funk.
1: I used to mistake Craig Mack for Busta Rhymes when I was a kid. They all the look time. just alike. They look exactly alike.
0: Yes, one has an afro and the other has dreadlocks, but they look very similar to yes. each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, so welcome, y'all, to another episode of Hood Rat to, to head, rat. head Rat. Hood Rat, rat to Head Rat. rat. You know what I'm talking rat. about? Hood Rat. To Head <laughs> Rat. So this is going to be one of the most, I would say, Just tender episodes um, that we've ever had. It's probably likely going to be one of the best thus far. Um, And the only reason why I say that, not gassing us, but gassing us, is just because of the conversations that we have inside of our house. It's almost like we should have this thing on record
1: 24 hours
0: a day Because y'all really think People say Oh I know a lot about your relationship I know that you woo woo Whenever they meet us in public I'm like you actually have You don't even know half You don't know You half. don't know a fraction Of the things that go on It's like a meat Our brains get naked In this house You can't yes. even see it Yes
1: Yes very well put
0: We would get banned On Instagram and Twitter If you could see <laughs> The shit that we say and do In this motherfucker When these things are turned off
1: yeah so we're gonna get into it but first but first don't you should say who you are too for our new listeners and shout out to all the people that share our podcast and support it and listen and show us that they're listening and our new listeners hi so if you're not familiar my name is erica hart my pronouns are she and they i am a sexuality educator and a speaker and a writer and you are My name is Ebony Donnelly, my pronouns are he, him, I come
0: out that east side of Oakland of things, the deep side, you already know what I'm talking about, (laughs) if you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know, you can't go, you know what I'm talking about? Um, But yeah, my name is Ebony Donnelly, I am from deep east Oakland, California, I'm an audio engineer, I'm a a great lover and listener of blackness and of music, Um, I play the bass, the electric bass, and um, I'm just really here so that I don't get fined. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know why i said that, that i don't know why corny. you said that either i
1: don't know Pass it's the just the first thing water. that came Pass into the my sparkling head water. The- we love sparkling water in this house so yes. if you do too send it along and if you're
0: a dentist and you have some substantive research on whether it arose enamel in a person's teeth
1: oh um, no also
0: let us and i don't think it does but the research is out on that one um
1: we're also on hole 30 and this isn't an advertisement, but it's
0: hell enough. if
1: you <laughs> if you have recipes that you love or you have feedback on what you did to survive, we're on day eight and I would like a chocolate bar right now.
0: Yes. And, and I'm just feeling I'm having, you know, a couple of things. I like my memory and shit. It's kind of foggy right now. Yeah. So if you hear the boy kind of it off. You know, bring me back as you're there. We really love y'all, and we really feel like you are. We're talking to you, and you're talking with us. And yeah. so, please don't hesitate to get in touch. In a day, Erica, with more DMs as you do please, all the time. DM because um, Ebony is
1: just never going to get an that Instagram. email
0: that I created. So let me tell y'all a little something about the mom and pop shop that is I Heart Erica. Is that it's just me and Erica? It's
1: really just um, me. So is
0: Ebony, but we do a great job. We, we do a great job. We respond to emails in a pretty timely fashion. Um, and
1: yes, I have to fuss a little bit, but then they get
0: responded to. You, I ain't got time for you right now. You tell them all <laughs> the family business, and nobody wins when the family feels. <laughs> Didn't you ah! hear that?
1: What is it? How's it go? Hiya, hiya, hiya. hi-ya. Okay, hi-ya. why are they touring?
0: Why? Okay. Are That's they not touring. what we're talking about. So we're not
1: about. gonna talk about that. We're not gonna talk about
0: but I do if y'all have answers as to why they're going I'm personally not going. I'm confused. I've already been to the Beyonce too. I've already saw Lemonade. Um, and I don't necessarily feel like I need to shell out thousands of dollars to hear, you know Again Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, one, but Bonnie and Clyde. I don't think I kinda I need hate to. that song,
1: No Shade. I That's all Hello.
0: We- I actually don't even like Tupac's version
1: of that song. I didn't know Tupac had a version That's of that song. That's the original version. Look for me. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, that's Tupac's original song. I just don't like the shit.
1: I don't like it. I don't like super um, heteronormative and boring to me. It's Sorry. hella.
0: I think them together is boring. Beyonce just gotta like do her. They also have a really horrible song out. Um, it's really bad. Um, and Beyonce is actually rapping. Beyonce uh, you
1: know. is rapping. And look, don't stop listening because we are being critical of Jay Z and Beyonce. Please don't come for us the beehive okay i am a closeted member of the beehive so y'all need to start you making are a you space. Love Beyonce. y'all need to start making the
0: safe space for a brother the, <laughs> s- the space safer for a brother <laughs> say that
1: ten times fast
0: you know what i mean we're gonna have the episode about rap and i'm gonna actually have people who rap people Ooh. with actual bars people who don't have multi you know million dollar label backing
1: Okay, babe. All right. Okay. We're going to cut it. Segway. Okay. So we are segueing into how this is even possible, how we are able to put on our podcast beyond Ebony having expertise in audio engineering. We also have other things to do. We could be prepping right now. We could be preparing to speak. We could be looking for gigs, but some really fabulous people have come down and said, you know what? We really want to keep y'all doing this podcast Here's some coins so you could do it. Some Luminous Skincare is amazing. And I don't just say that because they fund our podcast, but because they are an organic line, like the products will actually go bad. And I really appreciate that because things that have a long shelf life don't really make sense to me. Yeah, If something is on the shelf for 40 days or a year, 40 days and 40 nights is what I was gonna say, or a year and you can still use it, you really wanna use that on your body? I don't know, that's not me. So you actually have to throw some of their things away after time because they have technically an expiration date. Yeah. It's dope. They are also um, doing a fundraiser for... The GROW Foundation. The GROW Foundation? It's
0: a GROW grow program. Um, It's for foster youth and formerly incarcerated youth, as well as incarcerated youth. And they do a work in order to support them in their desire to be chefs and to work in the culinary arts, actually.
1: That's what's Um, up.
0: And it's based in Oakland. That's what's up. In the town.
1: So if you are going to buy products from there, you can support the fundraiser. You can also support Luminous, but... We just have, we're just shouting them out because they support us and we super duper appreciate it.
0: Yes. And they have a ginger peach soap. If you buy the ginger peach soap, all the proceeds from the ginger peach soap is going to the GROW program. Boom. But we're also super excited super about excited. another partnership that we have coming up.
1: So I'm a sex educator. I feel like I have to remind people of that because they forget and they ask me to do really weird things sometimes. Yeah. So I'm a sexuality educator. It is my... My heart speak. It is the I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you're always talking about race. You're always talking about race. So you cannot talk about sex without talking about race. There's no way you cannot talk about sexuality education or teach sexuality education without the intersection of race or gender. And it's not like it's not like sexuality education or race or gender. It's not an or. It's always sexuality education and talking about gender and spiel so we have partnered with the pleasure chest which really makes my heart um warm and gooey and horny because they are a wonderful sex toy shop that's based in new york city um in the west village and the upper east side in chicago and la and they offer really great um resources books porn vibrators dildos anything you desire lube um barrier methods whatever it is that you need and the people that are there that work there will absolutely support you and whatever it is that you want to purchase so i'm super excited about this partnership you'll be seeing more about it on my instagram in our newsletter and also on the podcast so i'm excited i'm pumped any questions y'all have about sex or maybe you just bought a toy and you are nervous about asking questions you could definitely shoot me a dm dm dm
0: yes and i'm not a sexuality educator you know but i'm sexy <laughs> bye because it, that it. qualifies Goodbye. right it does i feel so dumb today what <laughs> whole 30 got you whole 30 got a nigga like weird but i don't feel as so we're gonna get into this you just going to hop into this episode. You gotta episode. just jump in. This episode is... You know the title of it because you clicked on this shit.
1: You know, you know, I do think that we have already jumped in. Okay. And I'll tell you why. So you're talking about Craig Mack, yes. right? And Craig Mack died at 46? 49. 49 from heart failure. Yes. And you, I'm teaching right now at Hunter a class on social disparities and health. And what i'm getting the students to understand as you know as they come into their career as public health providers is that race and health go hand in hand as a social issue, right? So the things that are happening in the world impact people that sit on the margins inside of their health way more than someone that doesn't have to deal with that at all. Mm -hmm. For example, some people, I talk about this all the time, but black women die at higher rates from breast cancer than white women. People say, oh, is it because they're black? No, it's not because that race is biological because it's not. It's completely socially constructed. And what happens, happens is that the amount of stress that black women have to deal with on a regular basis has it so that it, they're uh, it's unable that even though they receive chemotherapy and even though they may find out find their breast cancer much sooner the the social issues that they have to deal with on a regular basis puts a lot of stress on their body and has them die sooner. So similar to someone like Craig Mack dying of heart failure, which is completely surprising to me as a person that's way under 60, it shows the connection of how, social I- issues impact black people on a level beyond affective, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It, it it impacts their health. Yes. So we aren't actually just jumping into this conversation. This is this the, is the second this is the impact of white supremacy. Yes. It actually kills us. Yes. And it's not just at the hands of someone else. It kills us inside of our health as well.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the thing about this conversation around cultural appropriation that's been cropping up around Bruno Mars is, is so much more than Bruno Mars it's, it just mm-hmm. it's far beyond Bruno Mars it is that's true it's the conditions that black people live under that people just continually forget that we live under mm-hmm. and have lived under historically they don't forget they okay, don't they, don't forget, they don't forget they don't care. That's a
1: really important mm-hmm. distinction to me. Mm-hmm. So, this conversation around. And they don't have to care, sorry. No. They don't have to care. There's a distinction there. Like, it, it takes something to actually care and center black people.
0: Right, which brings me to my next point. So, the Bjorn Mars conversation, I'm gonna. We talked a little bit about it on our stories on Instagram. Where I'm at with it is how much I feel like people hate black women and femmes. Mm hmm. Um, so to give a little backstory, an activist who is a black femme, um, her name is Sensei and she did a, she was, it was like a video that came up. I think the video may even be old. I don't know. I, all I know, she's been talking about this for about three years. Mm. I've been talking about it for about five years, Yeah, you know, not publicly that I just don't like Bruno Mars's music and that it's appropriative. I've been saying that for a long time to deaf ears. Mm. So I'm really happy that it's reached you know, you are. Our, a national conversation. Um, you know, but the means under which it is, is that it was brought up by a black femme and that was being contested by a whole bunch of people, including black people.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Saying, calling her hella names, attacking her, harassing her, just, I mean, what going did, in. What did
1: Twitter do? What did Twitter, Twitter say?
0: Twitter actually suspended her account temporarily citing that you know, you, we we have to keep Twitter a safe space for diverse opinions and beliefs.
1: Oh my God!
0: And threaten to close her account, disable her account if her abusive behavior uh furthered. But
1: y'all, president is still on Twitter, right?
0: Still on Twitter. So it it's just um. It's just hella hard. And I think also where I'm stopped at too right now, even in this moment, is that it's hella hurtful. Mm -hmm. Um, And I said that on stories last night, and I don't want to spend too much time talking about Bruno Mars, but I do want to talk about how important this conversation is that it gets us to think about, one, how much this country hates black women and femmes. Um, uh, But that was already obvious. Mm -hmm. But two, how there is no sort of black celebrities coming and rushing to her defense.
1: No black celebr celebrities period are literally, I don't know why anybody really looks to celebrities like, Oh my God, they said this really prominent, amazing thing. They never do. They never do. What they are saying barely touches the surface of anything actually making a difference. True. They are generally just saying what people have been saying forever. And now they actually got up the gusto to say it, but they're just saying it. They're not actually going to do anything While about it. While there's
0: consensus, they're saying right, it. Right.
1: While there's consensus, that's when they can say it. They yeah. can't actually talk about sexual assault on a on a major platform unless there's consensus and a whole campaign, a whole hashtag that says talk about it. No one is doing that, you yeah. know. So I, it's no one should be looking at them like, oh, wait, when are they going to say something profound? They never are yeah. because they're literally they can't. They have all of these endorsements and really bad money (laughs) and really like dirty money. So why would they ever say anything? There's no, they're never going to say anything against Bruno Mars. They get paid by the same money, by the same people who fund Bruno Mars. So if they spoke out against Bruno Mars, then they're not going to get backed. But having them and wrinkle and time and all the, you Uh, know, uh,
0: nope. All the, you know, That's Black we Panther go. and Lupita we and you know what I mean? But it's also great. I had some I heard somebody say that to me yesterday. Um, it was a white person. Um, and they said, or I overheard them saying something to the effect of, hey, I think there's gonna be an offshoot. Disney is the Disney's executive was so, you know, happy about how much money he made. Yeah,
1: there's an article about that. Yeah,
0: that they're gonna do an offshoot yeah. of one of the characters, the Dora Malajan character. Yeah. Um and I'm like and they were like that's so cool, and they were hella juiced and excited about it, and I'm just like, why?
1: Yeah, what's cool them?
0: about that? You just said Disney executive
1: and you name dropped a gender white man and making here, millions. You know what's fun, you know what's funny is in my fifth grade elementary class there's a lot most of the students that I teach are black and brown mm-hmm. and in my fifth grade class all in that school are all of my students are black or Latinx. Mm -hmm. And when I, it's like almost 95% black and 5% Latinx, I believe. Yeah. And it was like the week after black Panther came out and a couple of the black students were, were saying to this Latinx person, this Latinx student that they could not be in Wakanda. And I thought it was so like the black students were like, no, you cannot be in Wakanda. It's only us. And I, I, have never seen that before. Yeah. When I was growing up, I was always the one that was excluded from a space. Yeah. Or I was trying to figure out if I could be a part of whatever future world that it was because whatever future world that it was was white or being in the present world or being accepted in the, accepted pre- in the actual Correct. universe so that we're I in. thought honestly to be frank I thought it was kind of cool that these black kids were like nope not you even though Latinx people are a part of the diaspora and this person was trying to figure out where they fit and all that jazz but I think it's interesting that on the heels of a movie like Black Panther where people black people came out in droves and spent their money and were so excited about this Afro future uh you know universe. Now there's a black woman who speaks out against <laughs> someone and no and people are literally attacking her. Literally. So what happened to the Wakanda? Um, being, the way of being, the Wakanda-isms, what happened? And there's no more wakanda is What there's happened no- to cross my arms, Wakanda forever no, for it's, her? It's, it's no is real. she excommunicated from Wakanda because she's speaking her mind? Oh, wait a minute. I thought in Wakanda, black women were super strong and powerful, and they spoke their mind, and they walk around with swords. No, they don't do that.
0: No, in Wakanda, they, do they shut the
1: hell up they shut in the- defense of a
0: non-black PLC. Hello. So all of this is <laughs> happening. So listen, this is a crazy thing about it. All of this is happening. She's being called a coon, and black people are telling her verbatim, "Like we don't need you in the black community. You don't represent us. You know, stop hating on Bruno. We love him. Like he is black." Pause. <laughs> I've I've heard I've seen it. People, I can show people, y'all.
1: People have said, "Well, what is black?" Oh, really? Now, just it was all good Wakanda, just a week ago in Wakanda. Y'all was clear. <laughs> in Wakanda, was clear. Now, In Wakanda, it was, oh, wait, I love seeing dark-skinned black people. I love to see that.
0: It was all good, just a, like Kanye West said, it was all good just a week ago. Yep. Y'all
1: was now wakanda we it up. Now we don't know what black looks like. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, we question it, it's now. Dubious, it's confusing. You know, like, you but,
0: know, and that's, go ahead, babe. No, 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 keep going. So that's the crazy thing to me, it's just like, okay, let's one, talk about the fact that People have... So I'm glad that you brought the conversation about the kids in the class. Yes. One thing I will say about that is very... It's very, ner- it's very um, difficult for black people to have all black spaces or to exclude other peoples from those spaces. Yeah. Um, because we'll Say be that. indicted for doing so. Yeah. And we'll actually be called racist, even though we all know, because you're listening to hood Rat to hair so you got to have some type of sense that black people cannot be racist. One more time um, for the people in the back. Black people cannot be racist. Racism is a system of power. It is structural. It is institutional. It was created to race was actually created
1: in response to black people being in America chicken or egg what came first race or racism homework homework get an the
0: answer babe. racism okay
1: but you should look up why that's the answer
0: yes we're not gonna give it all to you maybe that'll be on the next podcast we are gonna have a special the history of white people podcast based off the book maybe we're we should do that live episode. in a
1: room full of white people Hey,
0: I'll actually... No, we can do it in mixed company. We can
1: do it in mixed... I mean, but a lot of the people that, you know...
0: But the thing is, black people can't say stuff like, you know, as adults. The Children can probably say it. Right. And it'd be permissible. But as an adult, if
1: I told... Oh, I got nervous somebody, even recounting that little kid said that. You know I what I mean? I got I'm nervous. even
0: nervous about the podcast. Honestly, that's why yeah. I've been kind of like, that's what's been there for me. It's not that like I feel dumb or that I'm stopped or anything. It's uh, so like I'm having to count some of my language, even though that's not my style. It's
1: not your style. And I'm not gonna what's do it. What's having you count your but language? But because they
0: are coming for this person, all she did, she didn't speak 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 disparagingly about Bruno Mars. She didn't. She never called Bruno Mars racist. She never accused him of, of, of doing anything other than what he did, which was profit off of black music and say nothing about the black experience in America that informs that music. Yeah. Jazz didn't come out of nowhere. The improvisation, improvisation is a key piece of jazz music. Mm. Improvisation is just making up shit as you go, taking elements and taking notes and taking a scale and making something out of nothing from it. That is direct jazz is directly from an urban experience living in the ghetto. Go That's off. where the fuck jazz came from. Yep. So black music is never just about music for the people out there defending Bruno Mars saying, Oh, stop thinking about it politically. Stop thinking about it from the, the business side. Music is a universal language. Yeah. Use, and you want blackness to be a universal language so you can use it at will whenever you want and benefit from it while we die.
1: Yeah. You know, I'll tell you a little story. When I was in middle school, I would get picked on all the time, like most people in middle school. But some people in middle school did not get picked on. Um. But I was the What's kid... What's you secret? Right, that got picked on a lot. And I used to wonder, you know, what is it about me that people want to pick on me? So I would look at the people that were not getting picked on and I would say, oh, okay, maybe it's because of their clothes that they're not getting picked on. Their clothes are cool. But then we started to dress the same. So I was like, okay, then we're dressing the same. We're dressing the same. We're doing, we're dressing the same. I'm looking like them, all that jazz. That's cool. Fine. Got it. So that can't be it because I'm dressing just like them, but they're still picking on me. So then I looked at their hair texture. I was like, oh, maybe it's their hair. My grandma always talks about my hair and how my hair looks a mess. So maybe it's my hair. Um, Nope, because that girl over there is actually bald and she doesn't have any hair, so it can't be my hair. And then I saw, oh, my skin. My skin is darker than theirs. That is likely why when I'm getting picked on by half of the school no one is coming to my aid but no one is necessarily talking to the light-skinned racially ambiguous person or the white girl but if we're talking about in POC people of color space and yes. black people what's protected all the time is light skin and racially ambiguous
0: Racial ambiguity,
1: yeah. Yes, racial ambiguity, right? Yeah. Um, So what's happening here is literally a reminder. It's like, be in your place. Yes. Be in your place, black girl. Yeah. You are nothing. All you are here to do is to breed, provide more labor for the country, and that's it. And then when you get home, provide some more. Right, right.
0: And receive no pleasure and have little to none of that in your life.
1: right. So I'm I'm just seeing that over and over and over again. That people will run to the aid of someone and make hella space. Oh, yep, they're definitely included. They're absolutely included in black culture. They do that with white people. Why are we surprised that it's even happening with Bruno Mars? Right. It I- happened with Pink. It happened with true. pink people are That's like, true. oh, pink is definitely a part of black culture. I mean, I think pink is kind of black. Pink is acting like she black. Black people say that shit all the time me.
0: about white people who mimic black men.
1: All the time. It's all the space in the world held for white, held for white people acting, quote unquote, like black people. Or, in, or adding some sort of black culture to them. And when Pink came out, she was singing in that style. Yes. She was having music like that. Yes. Her hair was cut in a short pixie cut. Wasn't nobody wearing their hair like that, but Holly Berry and every other black girl okay. around the way. Okay. So come on now. And now guess what kind of music she does. <laughs> she
0: <went laughs> okay. Back, she went back to her roots. Okay. She went back to her
1: roots. But there was a lot of space held for Pink belongs here and anybody else you can name anybody even Miley Cyrus people are like what
0: but okay and the thing is too and it, about Pink and Miley Cyrus and that shift. Bruno Mars as I said before was doing this weird pop music that was like this very top 40s very super mainstream mm-hmm. he was making no forays yeah into New Jack's swing. yeah how
1: did the song go what's the song it- I've been locked out of heaven for too long. For that sound too long. like paramour i thought it was when you, you know what it i mean you culturally night. appropriating the white folk music <laughs> but they got
0: that from us too so you can't <laughs> say that but that's the thing is like the the point that sensei was making is that it is just the facts yeah you are appropriating. i'm not gonna fucking get and be broiled into some semantic conversation about the definition mm-hmm. of cultural appropriation so you can argue with me about my experience of having my culture taken and packaged in proximity to whiteness yeah yeah and capitalized on when there's hella artists hella people that i know that's raw as fuck i got people defending bruno Mars, but you won't even defend these youngsters who make music every day yeah You won't even
1: listen to that shit. You, when they stop you on the train and they pass you a CD, what do you do? And apparently all it requires when you appropriate black music or blackness, all it requires is for you to show props. I keep seeing that. Bruno Mars gives credit all the time. Bruno Mars gives credit. If you go to Bruno Mars' Twitter right now, he's not talking about Black Pride 4. He's not talking about the young black kid that was just killed by a bomb the other day. In a box. He's not talking about Black Lives Matter. He's not even saying the hashtag. I don't even know if he ever has. Nigga ain't even talking about black trans women. Right. But
0: black trans, that's another thing. It's like, too, that's weird. It's like, okay, we get that, like, okay, people don't give a shit about black people but then what happens when black people defend non-black people and say that because they pay homage and give credit to blackness that that is somehow uh, like absolving them from the fact that they're appropriate and that they're doing us some type of favor favor
1: yeah that's what it's like it's like it's okay they talked about us that's all you need That's what you want. But it's hell. You just want somebody to just take the style. You don't see anything wrong with that. Someone just took the style of music that your ass created and is now standing on a stage winning an award talking about you're the reason why I'm in the studio. It's actually a true statement of what he said. You are the reason why he's in the studio because he stood on your back to get there. (laughs) You're the reason why. Last year, we were upset that Beyonce didn't win. This year, we're happy that Bruno Mars won? I'm confused. Last 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 year, we were mad at Adele. We were mad at Adele. And this year, we're happy with Bruno Mars. We're saying, it's okay. He's a part of the Espora, which Bruno Mars has not said. I'm sorry, but there is power in what, how you identify.
0: Yes. And And how you
1: don't, how you don't, if Bruno Mars is coming out and saying, because of my African ancestry and my blood and my body and how I walk around, I identify as black, similar to Barack Obama, also a mixed person. But guess what he says? I identify as black because politically African-American because politically that is how I'm raced. That is powerful. That's powerful because you know Bruno Mars is not saying as a black man, he's not saying that And he could. Even if because, he did, I
0: wouldn't buy it but he could, but
1: he could though he could say that. He could say, "I identify as Afro-Latinx. I identify as Black. That's my identity." He could say that, not some some Rachel Dollars all shit. I'm saying that this person actually has direct African ancestry in his blood. Okay, but are people people are bringing identity politics
0: and br- as far as Afro being Afro-Latinx and bringing Puerto Ricans? Into this conversation without bringing Puerto Ricans into this conversation,
1: yeah, I want y'all to ask
0: what type of music do Puerto Ricans make? <laughs> Daddy Yankee is Puerto Rican no, yeah. <laughs>
1: So what it's kind Jennifer
0: of Lopez. Is Jennifer Lopez rapping? <laughs> I just... And y'all cannot say Jennifer Lopez did R&B because whatever that Jenny from the block shit was, <laughs> it cannot pass not... for R&B. I'm sorry. She tried it and it did not work and she realized it. So she started <laughs> fucking with Mark Anthony and then started doing their thing. Mark
1: Anthony, Puerto Rican. Mark Anthony ain't doing New Jack Swing. Which brings me to my <laughs> next point. For all of you out there,
0: R&B is a Black American music. Yeah. A very famous drummer. Art Blakey said, you know, when asked about, you know, how do you feel about jazz's roots in Africa? He said, it's not African. It's Black.
1: Yeah. Woo! He said it's Black. That's fire. We need to start. This is, you need to write a damn book about honoring your ancestors. And when you say honoring your ancestors, the byline or the the second title of the book would be, those are slaves. They are slaves. Yes. Or they were slaves. Yes. Like that. we have to talk about that there is an actual black American experience and there is actual black culture. I don't think people regard that. I think we want it to be Wakanda, which honestly, Wakanda, you know, I'm saying this with a grain of salt right now because I'm just saying yeah, it and I haven't I'm really thought about the- it might be anti-black and oh, actually for is. Sure. I mean you kill you kill right y'all have better seen this damn movie by now I'm going give a fun spoiler no. alert you kill Killamonger You killed the only black person and it was killed by African people, I guess. Wakandan people. That's that Disney shit. That Disney shit. Trying to insert this false
0: narrative that Africans sold each other into slavery and that there's somehow tensions between black people
1: and African Americans that
0: doesn't exist.
1: But it's, but what it is again, is that it's a, it's a, a hit to black culture. Like it's insufficient. Like and you, like you dressing and speaking in that way and you being upset and angry, it's not cool. What you need to be is you need to be king way. You need to be in a queen way. You need to act like a king. Yes. You need to be quote unquote black excellence, and black excellence looks this way. It looks closer to Africa, even though we've demolished every way that we consider Africa to the point that we think about it as a country. But we've demolished that. But here's how you're supposed to act, and if you act like this, if you act like you're somebody from Oakland, from the hoods of Oakland, you deserve to be killed. Yeah. By your own goddamn people. It's anti-black. Yes. It's completely anti-black. It's such
0: a conflated. But do you get what I'm saying? You get get where I'm going
1: with this? Yes. Is that it's? Yeah.
0: And y'all can go in about a fictional character and killmonger and motherfuckers have also been going in about fictional characters, but y'all can't fucking throw some money in Sensei Patreon. Yeah. People been writing the whole thing pieces about Killmonger like that motherfucker is real. Yeah. It's real black people here on earth. I get it. I have my indulgences. I like frivolous things. I promise you, it's some things. I'm trying to think if I do have frivolous things that I like. Like outside of material things like books maybe like I don't even read a lot of
1: clothes nigga
0: okay that's but I'm talking about like inside of like the fantasy world, like video games and movies and stuff like that like I do have my indulge but I don't really play video games I don't live in inside of fantasy
1: oh I see is what I'm saying no I'm just saying the connection to that it's anti black in the way that we are constantly even to each other Denying Black culture yes. and trying to erase—it's an erasure of Black right. culture. Right, I was
0: responding to you about Killmonger because I'm like, some people are going to be like, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just using like, that as ooh. an example
1: that even in a in a false reality or a false um, narrative, a a future Afro future blah 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 whatever you want to call it even though it's not Afro future you still are erasing Black culture as um as, as a valid as existence. Killmonger
0: is a proxy for Black American right. culture got it right and the thing that you know you also had me think about is like in this conversation has me think about is what was music pre colonial times yeah what was music before Black people got here yeah you know we're and, and I'm indigenous music certainly yeah but what did the set like Europeans bring with them in the way of musical cultural tradition, I keep
1: saying bagpipes, but I can't. I don't, I don't think, know. no,
0: babe, it wasn't bagpipes. Why
1: you think it wasn't bagpipes? I'll do some research. but I'm
0: pretty sure back they didn't have bag. That's Scottish people. They 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 weren't
1: here. Scottish people ain't here at all. I hear white people saying they are Scottish all the time. I've said a lot of
0: things, right? But that, that don't mean that they were they were coming here settling and stealing Africans and bringing their ass over here so that we could be here today. Um, and and I mentioned that you know stories is that music was so heavily discouraged on the plantation that i wonder you oh know, i just got something what the hell i
1: just got something and you saying they weren't i don't you said it's interesting so you just said there were not bagpipes right mm-hmm. because that's scottish i
0: think it's scottish correct me if i'm wrong
1: uh-huh but why couldn't the french play the bagpipes and wear the skirts why is it because it's scottish what do you mean do the french not do it do the Germans not do it because it's Scottish? Oh,
0: uh, okay. I get, I get where you're going.
1: You said that almost immediately, and you know what? You would have a lot of agreement for it, too. So why is it that we are Ooh, arguing...
0: you just... i am talking flex on you, borrow your bomb. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> we are arguing if Bruno Mars is appropriating black music. Why isn't it as clear as day? If I were to put on a damn Celt... And have a bagpipe, you would say, Erica, that's Scottish. You say, Why are you wearing that? That's a Bro, Scottish. That's New
0: Jack Swing. That's Aaron
1: Hall, you stealing his it's sound. It's just you stealing his sound. If I had a fucking bagpipe and I was playing it, or a French person had a bagpipe and they were playing it, somebody would say, That's Scottish. How is it that white culture is as clear, you can cut it with a damn knife? But ooh, black ooh, culture ooh, is, is confused. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. He what might music, be. What music well, can Well, Justin Timberlake is kind of cool. Uh, like, yeah. Like, he hood, he down. Post, yo, yeah. It's just, it's been stolen so much that we can't even see straight. Mm-hmm. We can't even see straight. We are so willing to give it away. Your favorite, um... Producer Ninth Wonder is that he's his? not my favorite producer, oh, but he he
0: you know he fucks with it. He's in the canon for sure. He says he's some, a legend.
1: He says something interesting on Twitter. He's all enthralled in this debate as well, talking about do we um what what do we need to have our music accepted by the mainstream? Mm. Like what how are we going to get there? Like what is it going to take? I don't know when there was some sort of movement towards being accepted by the mainstream i don't have any interest in being accepted by white people and that's what mainstream means just in case you were wondering it does that yes. i don't understand where, where and i and i say that really facetiously, because like I do understand where that comes from. But we have to be critical of what we say. Yeah. And if you are so interested and you're a legend, you're known as a legendary yes, producer. And legend. you're saying that you want to be accepted by the mainstream via someone who's not black. Are you kidding me? Yeah,
0: Ninth Wonder don't get a pass for this for me. I'm I'm super disappointed. Come on. I'm super disappointed.
1: It's just people love white, people. People, love white they, they, people love and they love whiteness because whiteness means something to them. Yes. It hasn't been decolonized. It hasn't been pulled apart about how violent whiteness is and how people are stuck inside of that. That's just why people are admiring and loving the people of Wakanda, but not Killamonger. Yeah. You love that because whiteness said, oh, that's great. Oh, whiteness said, oh, they have this, you know, all this tech and STEM and whiteness says that STEM is important. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that that's important? Yep. Wait, what happened to actually having relationships and forgiveness and having conversations and loving each other and storytelling about each other's past? Why wasn't that honored in Black Panther? No, because capitalism is honored. Yes. Producing something is honored. Yes. And that's what we want. Something tangible inside
0: of this nostalgic Silicon Valley Something produced.
1: Something produced. It's always about producing something. If you ever Mm -hmm. lead any sort of racial justice workshop or you lead any sort of work, gender workshop, if there's white folks in the space, they oftentimes want to figure out what can we do? That's always a question white people ask me. What can we do outside of racial justice spaces? What can I do, Erica? What can I do? Just be. (laughs) That's what black people teach you. Just be black people have that down to a damn science. Yeah. We just are being with where we are. Yeah. There is nothing sometimes that we can do. Yeah. We have to just be with it. Yeah. So this whole, I'm moving to the, you, in the movement of whiteness and I need to get there and I need That's to be what approved. That yeah. is called, you have been gotten by white supremacy. It's also called internalized racism. Because yes. you are somehow you you believe that you need to get somewhere and I want nowhere to get. I
0: want to dismantle that term. What internalized racism?
1: Because it doesn't
0: describe the very visceral and nuanced thing that you're describing. That would have a nigga like Ninth Wonder, a musical legend, come to the defense of Bruno Mars. It doesn't so describe not? because it's not racism. You can't be racist towards yourself if you black. I don't believe that. internalized oppression. I think it's just you conditioning white supremacy. It's like we want a term. We want something but I mean,
1: quick. I, uh, I'm just okay. saying for me, yeah, yeah. I, okay, I, 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 I don't
0: think it's sufficient to describe. It's a difference. If race I is structural and all the shit, it's a construct. Internalized racism really comes from the idea mm-hmm. that being black, something is wrong with that. Right. Like, as our music is, as it exists from inside of blackness, it's not enough if white people don't accept it. The people who consume music, if you look at a picture of of a music festival, if you look at a Kendrick Lamar concert, if you look at any sort of 21 Savage, you look at these concerts and you have to look into the... I always do that. I look at concert pictures and I always look into the crowd. And they mm-hmm. mostly white.
1: And that's the thing. Bruno Mars won a Grammy. So apparently that meant something to, black, to the black community. That meant, oh, our music is actually honored mm-hmm. by white people. And that's not what that meant. Mm-hmm. And I think people don't, I think why a lot of black folks might be upset is one, because they like Bruno Mars. But also because they think it meant something to them, for them, for our culture that he won. And the thing is, is if the nigga is not identifying as black, it meant very little. (laughs) It meant that the little black kid that wants to sing like Bruno Mars, like my little brother, who's Puerto Rican and black, but passes way more as a black person than as Puerto Rican, wouldn't be able to be on that stage doing that. It wouldn't, Bruno, yeah, Bruno, Mars, already it. Bruno Mars won't pave the way for Diego.
0: Bruno Mars is not trying to, and this <laughs> is my issue.
1: Right. And it's not saying, oh, let me get a group of black kids together so they can also move up where I moved up. No, no. This is where we start moving into a conversation called, let me get people of color together. Yes. So I can work with them, but not black people. And yeah. like I said on stories, black is distinct from people of color. And it has to be, it has to be because the opportunities that are afforded to people with lighter skin is not something that I make, that I just made up in my middle school experience. It is something that happens. It is embedded in our systems. It is the, what it's what people, black people, black women, especially black femmes, talk about when they talk about beauty and they deal with that. I can't remember who wrote the movie, who directed the movie, darker, darker girls. I have a, the book, but there was a documentary. Girls. No, there was a documentary about I know, dark I remember, skin. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, it was very good. It's about mm, colorism. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, but I I think that
0: people love light skin. People love light skin, and that's where so that's one. People love
1: if it's light skin, you love it. Period. Yeah.
0: People have an obsession. Black people. Yeah. Have an obsession with being light skin because it has been our Entry point and our access into safety.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. That's
0: the way that we can survive. Yeah. It's through our pride. That had the brown paper bag society. That's not a myth inside of like yep. Reconstruction construction era. People that happened. actually had clubs and societies where if you were lighter than a brown paper bag, you were accepted. Yeah. It's all inside. And I want white people listening to get the extent. Actually, I don't even care if you get it or not. Yeah. Honestly. It really makes no difference. that's the thing is that you understanding that white supremacy and white so sometimes I think people think that when we have conversations about how black people love Bruno Mars that it's an indictment of of, of black people yeah when when it really is it's just the extent to which white supremacy has disrupted our ability to really even value our blackness in a way that's affirming for us And on us. Yes. As black cultural producers and artists and musicians.
1: Yes. And it's not, it's also not an indictment of Bruno Mars. It's just like if, if a, if we were to say that a white person is racist, It's not an indictment. They're not cast away. They just are racist. Bruno Mars is just culturally appropriating. It's not the end of the world. Ashley Graham is a fat um, model. That's how she identifies. A body positive model. She used to identify as a fat model. Um, And she came out a couple, of I think early last year. And she said she would not be famous if it wasn't for black women. She said she would not be famous if it wasn't for black women. She mm-hmm. said that her body, the because she's lighter skinned and because she's white, is and her body looks that way is because she's famous. That honestly says more than what Bruno Marza said. Yeah, but then it says nothing it at all. You nothing. don't get no cookie for saying and it. And this is where we come into diversity and inclusion and representation. Lots of people are saying things yeah. and putting people in spaces, predominantly white spaces, and saying, look, we're diverse, right? It's it, For me, it feels like almost like a Gap commercial. Yes. But um, what's her name at the Lesbian Archives, the event we went to with Erin Lang? um i forgot her name damn but she taught me the chocolate chip scenario and all the chocolate chip chocolate chipping means is that you take dough so you have if you think about you're making chocolate chips and you have the dough and the dough represents whiteness right Mm -hmm. and then you just throw in some chocolate chips and that's what some you know the chocolate chips are brown people you throw in some chocolate chips and that's how people do diversity Mm -hmm. and my thing is is that People don't get how problematic that is. But further from that, what folks are doing now is they're riding this diversity wave. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's diverse. It's so great. It was so inclusive. I saw four black people at this event. I'm so glad that I saw black people. But never actually dealing with the systems that would have it be that black people were that black people weren't going to be there otherwise. Yeah. Right. Or that the whole event isn't black people. Yeah. Right? That even a term like diversity and inclusion even exists. Yep. Because the only reason why you say diversity and inclusion is because the foundation is white. Yes. And you're not dealing with that the foundation is white. You're not dealing with it in your whatever sort of um, contracts you write. You're not dealing with it in the interactions and how you book people. You're not dealing with it in your day-to-day, in your office. You're not dealing with it at all. You're just saying, oh, we just want the event to be inclusive. And you're treating black people
0: violent as you book them for your events. Yeah. You are inside of You are behaving violently inside of white supremacy. To have- As you are then uh, trying to cull black In brown people's
1: participation. To look good. Inclusivity and diversity efforts are starting to look like the safety pin. Remember the safety pin? Yes, I remember. That people just wanted to wear so they could say that they're safe. I'm safe. You're safe with me if you're trans. Um, You're safe with me. I'm wearing a safety pin. Um, (laughs) That was one of the
0: most disgusting things that ever happened. But that
1: is what diversity and inclusion is starting to look like. Something like Twitter at the Oscars had a commercial right they had a commercial that was all black and brown people and there was mm-hmm. other people mm-hmm. that were talking on it and the mm-hmm. oscars had famous had um uh, activist come which is an entire are they doing other- that now that's a thing what
0: like, oh the oscars yeah yeah they all came have y'all they all
1: came the the activists came around the stage with common and andrew day for reasons i have no idea we could talk about that in another podcast but it's literally you're starting to do it so you can just be like look safety pin look we did it we put some black people here Look, oh, look, some black people who've done activist work. Oh, look, some black people who've said white supremacy. Mm -hmm. People do it to me. Yeah. Don't invite me to your event. Don't invite me to your event if you're not actually going to deal with the reasons why most of your organization is white. Do not do that. Yeah. Don't do that because it makes literally no difference because then I'm just speaking to a sea of people that just feel better that they heard from a black person that's it that they just got reprimanded by a black person which is some on some like weird um Erotic,
0: erotic weird kinky, fetishizing
1: yeah. kinky yeah it's it's weird
0: it's very that's very good some bottoming
1: like some weird like white supremacist bottoming for like a second
0: yeah some some <laughs> real nigga shit honestly yeah and it feels like that it feels when I'm like talking that to them, and honestly. i think we
1: have to be critical it's, it's not representation is not it it's not the only thing. Representation makes a difference. Yes, I go topless because I want black people to see themselves in breast cancer campaigns such that they check their breasts and they go to the doctor. But if breast cancer organizations and doctors don't do shit about the ways in which black people experience breast cancer, then we got nowhere. Then there's just pictures of me everywhere. Yeah, It makes literally no difference.
0: And this is for another podcast, and we'll talk about the cult of activism, it's a cult of celebrity, there's yeah. also the cult of activism, there's oh, also yes. activism that is very much so co-opted by the state, that is very much so state-sanctioned and made palatable and acceptable for white people. Absolutely. Um, what, under the- what
1: Jewel, what our good friend Jewel calls microwave activism. yeah. 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 You
0: know what I mean. I think it's, of a
1: hot pocket, which I never ate as a kid. Which me, you just, my
0: brother loved hot pockets. I but thought I they were so gross. They are pretty massive.
1: Why couldn't you have them? A-
0: um, why could not I eat the hot pockets? He, it was only his. I don't think they bought me one, Mom. If I'm lying on you, forgive me. But I really feel like <laughs> he was the only one that they bought them for. Oh,
1: it's, patriarchy. it's it's patriarchy. It's like, patriarchy. It's not like it's I, in it's, everybody's it's, house. That's not just one thing. Yours. I want.
0: I, that's the thing. Is like. These are our experiences, and Mm -hmm. I think what happens, like I said, that's another podcast, but I'm very much so interested in the ways that activists love it. Yeah. In the ways that they do the accolades, the proximity to whiteness, the proximity to money and fame, all of this is becoming like a cover. Yeah. All of this is becoming a safety net yeah all of this is like oh i got a book deal now oh i'm you know i'm speaking at this place all of it is another sort of career path Mm -hmm. it doesn't it's no longer active
1: you know i really Um, want to see people always say oh look at the panel there's a white person there's a puerto rican there's a a black light-skinned black person there's a an asian person i want to see a panel that's all black people and all have nothing to do with diversity or inclusion Show me that panel. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, oh, or it's at the Schomburg. I want to see a panel that's in quote unquote mainstream culture. That's all black people. Yeah. But then when you see the
0: panel, it's going to be sponsored by Mercedes Benz. Right. (laughs) Oh, and Twitter is gonna be the co-sponsor. I mean, right. you're gonna you see it already. It's not like it hasn't
1: happened. No, it doesn't happen.
0: It, but it will. They will get more than one black person together in conversation. You know, at right. a, a at a you know uh gentrified cafe or neighborhood or something like that, right. and they'll be talking about but racism that's what I mean. to a room full wanted, of white people. I don't
1: want you to mention race not one time. I want you to have an all-black panel,
0: and we're talking about uh, and we're talking about
1: pancakes and skateboarding. Yeah, I want to see that and syrup, R- random types of syrup, different Whole30 approved syrups. That's what I want to see. Whole30 approved syrups <laughs>
0: Don't y'all on steal pancakes
1: this. <laughs> about with people that skateboard, all black. Still, and they are all visibly black. Yes,
0: and they all identify
1: as black. Yep, and they say they're black. On the panel, how I'm a black skateboarder who eats pancakes that are Whole30 approved. (laughs) And not one of them says, you know, I stepped aside from the panel.
0: (laughs) I like stepped aside from the panel to give like, you know, I know other black people like they, they work with pancakes
1: and you know, as a light skinned black person, I just really want to like know my place because like my dad is white so it's like you know there's that part of me that I know I need to leave space for other black people that will not happen on the panel yes <laughs> everybody will just be bliggity 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 black do y'all know that Ebony has a white daddy I do y'all my do father is half white uh, my father is
0: half white I have a white grandmother and guess what nobody believes me when I tell them
1: <laughs> not he one. didn't
0: even believe it Who? That's why he ain't in my life. Yeah. Because he thought I was too dark, I was just a little baby. Say, look at that. I was just a little look baby. Look at that. And when I came out, even though he, you know, he had um I'm the youngest and I have two other sisters from that um from his other partner, um who is also black like my mom. And um he looked at me and said I didn't look like him. I didn't look too black. Mm. You know what I mean? So, this is something that, you know, I don't... I've never talked about, really. Mm -hmm. It's something I have not grappled with. And I guarantee that in some of the ways that I have really tried to ascend... To whiteness and to really, really power broker my way as a black person, you know, trying to be inside of, you know, some white cis man lens, trying to have that same power, equating whiteness with power and feeling powerless my whole life and feeling like, oh, if I, you know, if I go to UCLA or if I go to NYU and if I'm so smart, you know, and I have all the accolades and if I stand out and if I'm the smartest person in the room all the time, you know, then I can have power then I'll have money oh if I have money I'll be like white people then I won't have to suffer then we won't have to be poor and my mom won't have to work at 58 still at a minimum wage job none of the all those things that happen that still exists you know they were wrapped up in wanting to be white mm-hmm. because somebody told me before I was even here you know before I even had language that I wasn't something mm-hmm. that I wasn't you know worthy of being you know quote, unquote, fathered or whatever the hell. You know, or having another parent in my life or getting to know my other side of my family. That is the extent of whiteness. Yep. That's how deep it is. Yeah. People so wrapped up in it, they get a child away. Yeah. They give a little baby away because their skin is brown. And thank you that mm-hmm. I am, that my skin is brown. Mm-hmm. That I am black.
1: And what do they say all the time? Mixed kids are so cute. hmm mm-hmm. I've never gotten
0: that. Yeah. In fact, I told one of my friends and I showed her a picture. She said, that can't be. Mm. That really happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But what we value in this world is light skinnedness. Yeah. Y'all talking about the diaspora so much. uh, All of a sudden, y'all been talking about Bruno Mars (laughs) and this diaspora. Only thing that's consistent about the diaspora is that we love light skinned people.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the only thing that's consistent. Yeah. And this conversation is... And the conversation about diversity and inclusion is white people love light skinned people too.
1: Yeah. Love.
0: It's not just love and non-black POC also love light skinned people mm-hmm. they also love light skinned people and they also are a part it wouldn't be no POC without colored people mm-hmm. without negro I've heard you know it was something it, it's so many harmful things that I I hear non-black POC people say about black people And I'm just so immunized to it, Mm. where I'm just like, wow, uh, white supremacy. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So it means nothing that I'm on a panel with you. Yeah, It means nothing that we're here in this all-white space. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It means nothing that where are the black people, where are the black people with the money who are able to sponsor these events? They're black celebrities, and they're beholden to white people, so they're not sponsoring it. Nope. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett are not doing the pancake and skateboard panel.
1: Because
0: they're beholden to white people because that's who pays them.
1: They are giving um, water. They, You know, they created the Will Smith and what's his name?
0: What's his son's name? I don't know, Jaden.
1: Jaden? Mm. Jaden Smith, they're giving the box water to Flint.
0: Great. Yes, but yeah. I mean, it's like... You're giving the box water to Flint. Now, are you there in Flint making sure that the systems are held to account and that the governor who decided that flint that this was going to be a minor issue you blasting them are you blasting them are you speaking are you decrying them Mm -hmm. are you still on the case yeah i want people to do shit you know jay-z and beyonce i'm bringing it back to them with them going on this tour y'all finna renew y'all vows or whatever the fuck y'all finna do with this tour and work out your relationship do it with nobody watching Mm. Love when nobody watching. Go, give the shit to Flint and be there and make sure that heads is rolling. It's just this other thing that money. Yeah, that's also a part of diversity inclusion. It thing, is. Is that I'm gonna give you money in exchange for you being
1: here mm-hmm. to make it look like I'm inclusive. Yeah, I'm gonna pay you. Oh no no no! You have gone too far. I'm gonna pay for your flight and your hotel. To make it look like I care about inclusion and diversity. Yes. And yes. Sometimes there is no payment, right? But yes, continue. Yeah, but talk more about that. About why there's
0: no payment. They one that, though. They tell you the so yes. we, we encounter all the time.
1: Yes. Oh, you know, we would
0: love for you to, like, inspire people and share your story. And, you know, you, know, rep- you being black and
1: femme and queer mm-hmm. is so important, but we don't have a budget. Representation is so important to us, but we won't pay you. Mm-hmm. It's not important. Just say it. It's not important. Oh, it's not. It's lip service. It's lip service because you didn't even sit down and create the budget. It was an afterthought. Mm -hmm. You planned out all your speakers, and then you thought, "Oh shit, we need somebody black," or you say, "Oh wow, I didn't," or you get surprised by the price. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've had that a lot. People get surprised by how much I and I say,
0: "Oh." But if 21 Savage talking about putting hot sauce on somebody titties tells you that it's $100,000 to have him at a club for one hour.
1: You're like, oh, let's, let's go. go. Let's put it together.
0: Or a motherfucker wear a blue vest at your Whoop. event. Whoop. A blue fucking puff coat Over at your a event.
1: Over a tux.
0: You say, okay, oh yeah, I got that. You wear Patagonia for a living. I, I got that for you. Mm-mm-mm. But when a so let me it's tell a black y'all something y'all is think distinct. y'all it's distinct. think y'all are being diverse and inclusive mm-hmm. and including representation, but what you're not doing is addressing whiteness.
1: You're not.
0: You're using diversity and inclusion as a way to not deal with white supremacy. You're it's using way, me. It's a way, it's a way for white people to hide.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and not dealing with it at all. Because you just put me on the stage and now you're off the hook. You don't have to deal with because it. Because guess what? Apparently, as it seems, other POC and black people will see that and be like, okay, hashtag Bruno Mars. Yeah. That's all it took.
0: What you mean by that?
1: You just, you put a racially ambiguous person on the stage, have him play, do, sing and, da- sing and dance to black music, and then he wins accolades for it yeah and then black people come to his uh, defense right it's enough that's representation that's all bruno mars is is representation right like anybody so I mean, when any-
0: y'all come kicking representation oh we want representation I'm just- and diversity what else do you want right do you want people to not be poor Do you want to end poverty? and that's what i
1: mean bruno mars you don't have bruno mars up there talking about anything else but the people that came before him talking about michael jackson how many kids dance to michael jackson Come on now. Every kid danced to Michael Jackson. You had to be a fool if you weren't dancing to Michael Jackson. Of course he's going to stand up there and give props to Michael Jackson. So So does Adele. So does Lady Gaga. So does Madonna. So does every other white artist. Across the diaspora. (laughs) Across the genres of music. Give props to Michael Jackson. This is not some some major like movement that he's now talked about. Michael Jackson, you can name black people at your event. That doesn't mean that you care about black people. But even if you
0: do care about black people, you caring about us is not, I want to say this, we got to get out of our feelings in order to do something. It doesn't matter. Black people are so concerned about how people think about them. It has always been about the affect. It's always been about how white people feel about us and how they feel about them. They justify slavery and based on how they felt about us. Yeah. What did that quote say? What did that person say? That after slavery ended, the rationalization for it continued. You need to say that again. After slavery ended, they had to come up with a justification for why it happened in the first place. And the rationalization
1: continued even after slavery was abolished. Yeah, so people will say all the time, like, why are y'all so upset? Why are y'all so upset? Slavery ended 100-some-whatever years ago. and But people, what people don't deal with is that what was put in place, our Constitution, that still very much looks the same, said (laughs) lots of things about how black people are going to be constituted in the United States, and that rationalization remains. I mean, our prisons look a certain way, not by happenstance. People believe that shit. You know that mm-hmm. that is a the reason why prisons look the way they believe look the way they do is because people believe that black people are violent. That is the rationalization for it. Yes, and I say that because I have the same thing. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I believe that black people we, not that we I don't believe that we should be in jail, but I have though that stuff that I have to decolonize. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm like telling on myself, yes. where it's like I have to deal with it maybe I'm the only person that has the ovaries to come out and talk about it but I have it because I've been indoctrinated in the same shit Yeah, you're not doing anything about it you're not doing anything about the rationalization of slavery that persists you're just putting black people in the space so they can talk but you're not doing anything about your organization that centers whiteness you're also doing it because
0: black people have a trillion dollar buying power yep It was just, I will link to this in the description of the episode.
1: Yeah, And
0: to... um, Sensei's Patreon. I will also link to Sensei's Patreon. First, I'm going to read an article that was published in Fortune last month. And I quote... Our research shows that black consumer choices have a cool factor that has created a halo effect, influencing not just consumers of color, but the mainstream as well, says Cheryl Grace, Senior Vice President of U.S. Strategic Community Alliances and Consumer Engagement. These figures show that investment by multinational conglomerates in R&D, which is research and development, to develop products and marketing that appeal to diverse consumers is indeed paying off handsomely. It can't get any clearer than that. It can't get any clearer that the rep- that representation and diversity is only interested in how it can continue to capitalize upon black people and black culture and what they call the cool factor. This is talking about black buying power. There's whole when is Fortune going to publish an article about the wide disparity in wealth in the black community? Largely as a result of the predatory practices of these same multinational corporations. They really, really know that people value social justice gestures. It really makes a difference. Mercedes Benz, if they throw a black person in the car commercial... They're no. going to increase the likelihood that black people, the group with the highest buying power in this country, fucks with it.
1: And Ford What's that, Ford, Martin Luther King. Ford. Martin yeah. I mean, come on now. I'm just trying to let you know. Is that is that what they want? Is that what they want? They want representation and inclusivity. No, I want
0: y'all to look around when y'all when y'all when y'all look at advertisements for websites and I want you to really look at you know ads on billboards. I want you to start to even look at the ads on the subway yeah, I want you to start to look at ads television commercials you, television commercials and I want you to notice the upsurge yep. of the black people that you see mm-hmm. before there was no black people on advertising it was on Ain't Jemima and you know, Ben's, Uncle Ben's and, you know, Watermelon and all types of disparaging shit in print advertisements about black people because the narrative then was that y'all don't matter. Y'all don't have a fucking buying power. Y'all just out from slavery at that point. Like, y'all, you know, it's a show. It's a spectacle. It's the world's fair. Now what you have... Which
1: was an actual thing. Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: And now what you have is, oh, um, this is what I can do. I'm doing all I can. Yep. Here you go. You're Syndrome. in. I put you in the print. Right. I put you in print. And, got that's
1: the black a th- and that's and that's the thing. They put us in print. They put us at the event. They put us in the show, and they treat us like trash. But all you see is us in the print and us in the show.
0: Yes.
1: But and you, you see don't see Instagram that we've been treated like trash. And, and then you say, "Oh, they're a great company. They're inclusive." Yes. Yeah. So so you buy what... their
0: shit, and I didn't get paid for any of that labor. And having you buy into the idea that they actually give a shit.
1: about dismantling
0: these systems that they benefit from
1: people don't care they don't care they just want how it looks it's all about how it looks it's all safety pin microwave activism it's all about how it looks you have to be seen doing it so people don't know that your ass is a bigot
0: yeah we're really putting you up on something.
1: We're putting you up on some game. game I really hope free. that y'all are into this. We are hella nervous about I'm not nervous. I mean, no I am a little bit. I'm like you know, I mean that's, to-
0: I understand. I mean you the public facing one. I mean me, I'm just like I always say, it's no place for a real nigga in the public eye.
1: And there's definitely no place for a black femme. Oh, I was going to talk about gender. Let me talk about gender. quick. Yes. Thank y'all so much for the love and respect and being great with me when I came out as a black non-binary femme. Um, well, I'm always been black, but a non-binary femme, you just, you black. I'm black. I am black. Oh, I wanted to shout out, um, Boofoo. Oh yeah. Shout out. Because the people, the, the collective Bufu, they identify as black. And they make it clear that they identify as black, but they also celebrate their Asian ancestry. Yes. Correct? Yes. So that is a very powerful way to be.
0: Well, not even it's not just about Asian ancestry because some of them don't have Asian ancestry. Uh-huh. What Bufu does is it's seeking to bridge solidarity between black and Asian communities. Uh-huh.
1: Why is that?
0: Because black and Asian people have been situated similarly in this country. Mm-hmm. Um it's situated similarly similarly in poverty.
1: Yeah. Um
0: and been treated pretty similarly in this country. Yeah. Um, it has it, been it pretty, w- it has black been. W- Asian people couldn't get housing for a long time, um, in Oakland, California, and black people definitely couldn't get housing. Yeah, they've been subject to the same discriminatory legal policies, yeah, in some in, in a lot of ways. Um, so there are, and but there's also now that's an actual tension. There ain't no damn tension between Africans and, and, and black people in America. Yeah, it's tensions between. Asian people and black people. Yeah. And Bufu is actually not skirting around the conversation. Yeah. They're creating avenues for black folks and for people in part of the diaspora and Asian folks to come together. Yeah. And to talk and to archive and to do cool shit together.
1: Yeah. They're hella dope. I'm just thinking about them in terms of, oh, Bruno Mars could be talking about them.
0: And they're not talking about it inside of this. Oh, I need to include, you know... It, it, they wouldn't do that because when, we're coming from marginalized groups back to your original point. We don't have a need to include. It's white people trying to make themselves feel better about right. us not, about them having been centered. Right. So the conversation about diversity and inclusion y'all, is not about anybody else but white people. Yeah. Believe it or not, this conversation about representation is really about white people.
1: Don't get got Yeah, Get your coin in the process.
0: Okay, but talk about gender, because that's what we... Oh, gender. Okay,
1: so thank y'all so much for the love on me coming out as a non-binary femme. No, I don't identify as a woman. I love being, you know, honored on International Women's Day. That was super duper sweet. Um, What I will say is that I said it in my post mostly, but I have never identified really as a woman i think i was kind of forced to fall into womanhood after when i got my period my mom was like oh you're a woman now and it was like wait i am i'm 13 okay this is weird um but it just never settled for me and i'm never i'm doing all the gender work that i do in leading workshops and talking about decolonizing gender um and really following that um I want to say pedagogy, but that line Mm -hmm. of, of understanding has really had me look at myself like, okay, wait, do you just really identify as a femme or is non-binary more fitting? So that's where I sit. I identify as a non-binary femme. I will likely still be speaking at events that are for women identified people. Um, and I'll just be making sure that I make my identity known, uh, non-binary means that I don't identify with the binary. The binary is that there is women and men only that there's two, um, and that f- there's feminine and masculine. So feminine or femme was, is came out of the lesbian community because oftentimes lesbians were, um, marked if they were butch and that was it. So, people started saying that they identified as femme. So, or they identified their gender expression and their gender identity as femme. So they could distinguish that they were also lesbian. They just like to dress in a feminine way. For me, I don't have it like feminine looks one way. So I say non-binary because for me it's imaginative. It's, it's, it's bigger than, um, lipstick and skirts. Femme is also important to me. I don't just say non-binary because femme is important to me because as a black person, people if I'm in a a Fenty Beauty red lip stain and a skirt, people are already marking me as aggressive, um, regardless of what I'm wearing. So femme is a really powerful place for me to stand, Mm -hmm. um, in my gender as a way of also honoring my blackness and that, yes, I will read you to filth, um, in a Fenty Beauty red lip stain and I could do it without one. Um, but it's important to know that I, I am soft and I am deserving of, of gentleness and submissive and to be submissive and what and femininity and whatever that looks like to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm deserving to be treated that way too. So that's, it's like my, it's a political way for me at least to identify my gender.
0: Yes. And you asked a really poignant question. It's like,
1: You were on the couch. It's like, will I still be included in like Black Girl Magic, or you know, what does that mean? I'm still very, I am still very much figuring this out, and that is a question for me. Like, am I still included in Black Girl Magic? I do think that there's a big part of me that will say I identify as a black girl before I identify as a black woman, and I think because I didn't really have a girlhood if you will. I get that. Like, I definitely had a childhood. There was a Mm -hmm, lot of playfulness, mm -hmm. but there was a, when, you know, my mom passed when I was 13, so I had to quickly grow up. Yeah. Right. So I feel like black girl is something that is really tender for me It's really something I'm close to. So black girl magic really mm-hmm. sits with me. Like if mm-hmm. you look back at some of my older photos, you'll probably see hashtag black girl magic. Cause I was really moved by that movement. I yeah. felt really seen. And my, the 13 year old inside of me also felt seen. Yeah. So I, yes, I think I do still get to be a part of that, but I just think, gosh, I just, just like, I wish we could you know, end systems of oppression. One of them is... inside of gender, the oppression of gender yeah, the, yeah, and the oppression real. of the gender binary. I really wish that we would dismantle it. I cringe inside when people talk about it. When we have um, we'll go to different talks about racial justice mm-hmm. and people will talk about gender but they'll talk about it in a binary way and I just feel like it's such a, a disservice Yeah, it kind of undermines we, the conversation undermines around racial com- justice. I, it kind of or- just lose me on it. Yeah. Not lose me completely mm-hmm. but it loses me in a lot of ways. loses me in a lot of ways. It loses, a lot, it loses ways. a lot of people. Yeah yeah, where I'm like, this is not it's like, what right. are we even talking about? The same, you know, systems of oppression that oppress us around race are the same that oppress us around gender. So, um, yeah. You know what? And it's, and I think the thing about the binary,
0: I think sometimes people think that, you know, there's this aversion to these new identities. Like, you know, I've yeah. heard people say, oh, wow, like, I can't be a woman no more. I can't be a man. Ain't no such thing. Y'all right. still in our, you know, you know, what I'm, it, all we saying is that it's just more than one gender, y'all. That's, right? You know what I mean, and that it's a social construct that you didn't have no choice in. Right? You know, whereas the binary erases, erases mm-hmm. uh, multiple identities. Dismantling gender is not an erasure of womanhood. It's not right. an erasure of of womanhood, and especially inside of blackness, because blackness is like somebody wrote in the Afro Punk article that I'll also link here was really good, is that my gender is black. Yeah. Black is so special and so unique in that it is kinda of like a gender identity. It really does kind of function in its own world and own light. You know, to be a black woman, to to have grown up around black women and films yeah. my entire life. That is I mean, that's the paragon for most of the cultural assets, the memes, all the new sh- ways that people want to talk and be, if we're yes. really keeping it all the way 1,000, it really came from black women and femmes. Yes. And all we're just saying is that it's just no such thing as a man, it's no such thing as what. All these things are made up and they're arbitrary.
1: Yeah. And that's why I say I'm a black non binary femme. Yes. When people say, how do you identify your gender? Cause yeah. I think it's very you important say to yeah. say, it's not just a, it's not just non-binary mm-hmm. femme, even saying that out of my mouth, it doesn't even make sense to me. Right. Like, and I know that I said that kind of as a joke earlier, but it really is like, that is my gender identity, black, non-binary femme. Yes.
0: <laughs> and so I think one thing that's hella important to mention, you know, is that it's just, we, I, and this is just my hope, especially just as a black person for black people, to dismantle gender. If black people can accomplish that this year, maybe it'll take longer than this year. It will. But like if black people really got it, that the binary is a function of white supremacy. And if they got that, it's patriarchal. If they got that, it's not something to necessarily hold to, and that it can actually free them up. It can give you room and space inside of your womanhood, inside of your manhood. Totally. it can. It's it's, it's what it's for. It's, it's not like niggas trying to take away your personhood. We just like, it's just more than one gender. It's in your brain. It's not connected to your genitals. Right. That's literally all that we say. And Erica gets a great deal of backlash around that. Yeah. Um, hell, look, it they get you backlash really because you're a femme, because you're black.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: but that's really where the backlash is coming from. Yeah. Not that you're talking about gender right. in this way, in a decolonized way. They, they they just want to argue with you. Totally. A black male. Yep. Um, and on that note.
1: We have to say goodbye. We're going
0: to have to hop off the porch. But we today. have to say
1: thank you Yes. to our sponsors.
0: Yes. Thank you, Luminous Care. 100% of the proceeds from Luminous Skin Cares Ginger Peach Soap goes to the Grow Program's Culinary Arts Program for formerly incarcerated youth and incarcerated youth as well as youth in the foster care system and those who have transitioned out. Um, so check out check the pleasure out.
1: chest online or in New York city, Chicago, or LA really great stuff. And we I'll definitely some really, post some things coming up shortly.
0: Yes, we have some really exciting sexual things coming up for you. Some of sexual Start giving y'all
1: sex tips in the best ways that I can. Yeah. Can we, Oh
0: man, it's just, that's the next episode, like a black sex work. Like, what is black Ooh. and sex Ooh. and decolonize and how we, we all just have some, fucking some on each guest. other and just
1: doing what? being black. Bye.
0: <laughs> Time for New flavor. Love Here, y'all. R. Thank, R. P. Thank you. you.
1: Yeah. R.I.P. Craig uh, uh, Peace. Uh. Lazy millennial, rely on minerals, live flat like all you can on the minimal. Doom since the digital, boom, went literal. We better now in my room. I'm better now. I said I was the
0: great, I am not the great, I'm perfect. And he can bring it perfect. Spaced out, spaced in clouds,
1: ahead of doubts. Race in my house, how I'm headed out, ahead of things. Quit my job for better things, lay my spot for better springs. To hope.